Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. Say it like you believe that thing. We're going to be I. Oh, come on, say it one more time for the haters and the devils and the demons. Baby, we going to be I. God, I thank you, oh God, for this opportunity to minister your word. I thank you for the truth of your word. I thank you for everything that you're going to reveal and unveil. I thank you, oh God, for the manifestation of what is to come. There are blessings. There is joy. There is gladness. I thank you that you're about to move in such a way that even the youngest will be able to understand, receive, and believe. I thank you that you're about to move in such a way that you're going to give a revelation even to the mind that's tried to remain shut i thank you oh god that you're going to heal broken hearts by your spirit and i believe and trust these things to be in the matchless name of jesus come on shout in jesus name amen amen you may be seated in the presence of the lord i love the theme for the month it would take pastor mario to come up with it and it is simply we gonna be all right uh, those words mean so much when you're in the middle of a storm those words mean so much when you're in the middle of a pandemic those words mean so much when you're in the middle of loss when we hear those words they're words that are very much meant to be encouraging and they're meant to lift us up but when somebody tells you we're gonna be all right is because everything ain't right. There are some things that have turned upside down in your life. And yet the person saying those words is saying, I empathize with where you are. But I want to let you know that where you are is not your permanent position. That where you are is not where you will remain forever. It's sobering to think about the times that we hear those words is when things are going so wrong. The Last time I heard those words, it was because I had experienced the personal loss of a loved one. Some of us heard those words when our families were under attack. And maybe you heard those words when it seemed as if your very mind was under attack. And somebody looked at you and they spoke those words to you saying everything's going to be all right. Sometimes the only hope that you have in the middle of a hellish situation is that God is about to turn it into a heavenly one. Uh-huh. Sometimes that's the only thing that holds you together to get you through the storm that you're going through. And as much as when you hear words like that, when you're in the middle of trouble, they may hit deaf ears. Why? Because the trauma is so great and the grief is so great and the loss is so great. Nonetheless, those words are very prophetic. That's why I made you speak it with me. Oh God, because out of the mouth of those two or three of those witnesses being established we prophesied in the house that we're gonna be all right and if you don't believe it's prophetic then I want you to think about the last times that those words were spoken to you take your mind back when you thought that your heart would no longer beat and now look at you sitting there and your heart still moving and beating in your chest I want you to think about the last time that you heard those words and you just knew you was about to 
to lose your mind. Your mind could not take one more upset. Your mind could not take one more loss. But I want you to look around the room and see all the witnesses and all the testimonies in the house as you sit there clothed and in your right mind. And might I add, you're looking mighty fine. I want you to think about the last time that you heard those words. What God is showing you is this. It is prophetic for the people of God that we are going to be alright. That's why that black hole could not suck you inside of it. Because it was prophetic when the words were spoken to you. And that's what your pastor was doing. He was prophesying in your life. In your situation. In the middle of your hell to let you know you coming out of this alright. Now, it would be one thing if we could simply receive the word of a prophet, but it ain't always that easy. Sometimes you have to look back in order to be able to confidently look forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to look back at the evidence and see what God did to know what God can do. It would be one thing for you to just sit and listen to the prophet, but every once in a while, you got to put your mind's eyeball back on that thing to recognize if God did it, then certainly God can do it again. And this is why we grew up singing songs like this. We said, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you it would be our? Didn't I tell you it would be our? Uh, didn't I tell you? And we'd sing that till we got happy. And we'd sing that till we got excited. And we'd sing that till our mind believed it. And we'd sing that till our heart believed it. And we'd sing that till our faith caught up with a message in the song. And this is what David has done when he sat down and penned this psalm. What he's doing is telling you. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be all right. Oh, yes, it is. It's going to be all right. Let's dig into this psalm because uh, as he's writing it, what he's doing is he's writing a dedication to his new home. He's sitting and he's contemplating all that the Lord has done in his life. And as he's contemplating it, he says, I've got to consecrate this stuff right back to God. He meditates on where he used to be. I'm looking at a palace, but I'm also looking back. I'm looking at my beautiful marriage but I'm also looking at a broken marriage I'm looking at what God has done but I'm also looking at the loss that I had in my past this is what David is doing I see the beautiful palace but I ain't always had a place to live there were times that I lived in a stronghold of En Gedi there were times I had to hide out in a cave and David ain't the only one some of us at one time in our life we had more addresses than we had pair of shoes I want to talk to some real folk in here that ain't always been saved. That you can look back at your life and remember when you thought sobriety was a fairy tale. That you can look back at your life and you thought monogamy was a fairy tale. That you can look back at your life and you thought joy was a fairy tale. Oh, I want to talk to some real folk in here that can look back at where they came from and it'll cause a big old praise to well up for what. God has done in your life David's writing and as he's writing he's soul searching 
That's what I like to do. I like to write. And as I'm sitting, I'm soul searching because there's something about the writing process that is very therapeutic. And so he's remembering and he's realizing some truths that were cloaked in the midst of his emotional pain. He's realizing some truths that were cloaked in the midst of his prosperity. And he's realizing some truths that were cloaked, yes, even in his moments of desperation. And y'all, that's a whole counseling couch right there. There are some of y'all in here right now. The truth is right there, but you can't see it because it's cloaked in your emotional pain. And you can't see it because it's cloaked in the midst of even your prosperity, your good times. And you can't see it because it's cloaked in the midst of your desperation. And yet, even as God is showing us these things, the pain that's emotional and even the stuff that we got in prosperity and our sense of desperation is so loud and so obvious that we cannot see and appreciate the truth I want to show y'all some things understand that truth won't scream at you even when you're reeling from emotional pain it'll let you do all that hollering all that fussing all that cussing and it won't even leave the room it's not intimidating but it won't holler back at you. Truth of a healthier diet and exercise will sit right in your sick bed with you and not force itself up on you. Truth can be so cloaked and yet right beside you. Hear me, rarely does truth come hollering. Rarely does truth come screaming. It will sit beside you in a posture of humility right in the front seat of your brand new car while you're riding through your old hood so that everybody that said you'd never make it can see mama I made it without uttering a word truth to sit right there I'll say it again there are truths that are cloaked in our emotional pain there are truths that are cloaked in our arrogance and prosperity and there are truths that are cloaked even in our desperation but David is about to uncover some of these truths oh come on y'all look at him standing there and reminiscing he's reminiscing over some things second Samuel tells us that David had been sent some things even from other kings to build his palace the Bible says they sent him carpenters and they sent him masons and they sent him uh, some cedar trees and the Bible says because of this David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel and that he exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people now as he stands established in his palace he sees the goodness of God way back then in the gutter of his life oh yeah it's always been there you ain't always been where you are you remember back then you had a gutter experience you know what that feels like you ain't always looked this good you ain't always smelled this good you ain't always thought this good you ain't always been in your right mind and so what he's saying is as I'm looking at the beauty of what God has done all I can think is this ain't nobody but God and you ought to look at yourself and tell yourself that right now the fact that you're here ain't nobody but 
but God. The fact that you ain't somewhere locked up in a jail somewhere from choking somebody out. Baby, it wasn't nobody but God. The fact that you're clothed and in your right mind and it didn't take you shooting up to feel good. Baby, it ain't nobody but God. Come on, shout it. Ain't nobody but God. Oh, no, 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 no. And he says, as far as his kingdom, they calling me king, but he's the real king and it's his kingdom. That truth will bless your whole life. Them kids might call you mama and daddy, but baby, them God's kids, they belong to God. She may call you husband and you may call her wife, but baby, that husband and that wife belongs to God. The saving grace for any spiritual pastor or leader is this. They may call you pastor, they may call you elder, but them folk, baby, they belong to God. Now let me show you what the blessing is that is. It's because when they act well and do well and prosper, you can't take no credit for it. But when they start acting like a monkey, oh, you ain't gotta crawl over and die either. You can't take the credit and you can't lose your mind when things go wrong. Why? Because they all belong to God. Come on, shall we gonna be all right? Oh, yes, we are. We're going to be all right. David picks up his pen and he begins to write in verse one. I will extol you. God, I lift you. That's why I started the song with praise him, praise him. Because this is the sentiment of this whole word is that God, I lift you. I extol you. Why? Verse two, God, I lift you because you lifted me. Now, if you were to study that in the Hebrew, when he says you lifted me or I lift you he's saying you drew me out as of in a well you drew me out of a place that people couldn't get to you drew me out of a place that nobody else could rescue me from you drew me out he says not only did you draw me out but you delivered and rescued me to the point that my enemies could not rejoice over me this is what they David gives us point one and that's that this truth you ready truth is cloaked in emotional pain I want to break this down for you because it's one thing to experience physical sickness and physical illness but when that physical sickness is matched with emotional pain baby it goes to another level it's painful when people are actually praying that you don't survive it's painful it's painful it's painful when they saw me in distress and they prayed for my end it's painful when you sit and think they actually didn't want me to recover they didn't want me to heal oh you want to talk about some emotional pain in the house I can see it on your faces right now I had something at one time in common with my enemies and that was this sis it was that neither one of us thought I was gonna make it but here was the difference the difference was they didn't want me to make it. That's emotional pain. Oh, but Lord, you did not give my enemies the tragic 
ending that they wanted for my life. You delivered me. They wanted to dance on my grave. And God, you revoked their opportunity to rejoice over my dead body. You may be in a place of emotional pain right now. You are hurting. And that hurt is compounded by the fact that people are actually happy that you're hurting. There are some folk that can only smile when they recognize that you're suffering. Oh my God. Who am I talking to in here? You're reeling emotionally because when they come and visit your house, it's more like a gloating game. They don't really want to check in on you and see how you're doing. They want to check and see how you're not doing. And here you are overwhelmed with the hurt and you're overwhelmed with the pain because it's so obvious you can see it you can feel it you can smell it ah but there's a truth in that that if you look real close you'll find that truth cloaked in the midst of your emotional pain that truth won't scream at you to see it that truth won't leave your pity party when you're hollering and you're slobbering and you're snotting because of the way they treating you that truth will stay right there in the room with you truth where you at the truth is this your enemies may as well cancel your memorial service and the after party the truth is this baby you gonna be all right as a matter of fact i want you to keep on visiting my house because i want you to see when god works the miracle i want you to keep on showing up because i want you to see how god shows out i want you to keep running your mouth so you can see how god keeps on keeping his word hear what i'm saying to you they may speak failure to your family they may speak death over your dreams they may speak the demise even of your ministry but my god has already spoken life and my god says we gonna be alright somebody ought to shout yes oh somebody ought to shout yes oh somebody ought to shout yes we gonna be alright baby Come on, stay here because I want you to see don't go nowhere no 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 don't rush off so quick baby I need you to see this <sighs> yeah uh, we get excited about when David gets to talking like that don't we uh, because there's something about that underdog we always want the underdog to win it can even be the criminal in a movie and we hoping that they don't get caught because they the underdog you know but what about when it's that person that's in a position of prosperity what about when he blessed, but he cocky? Oh, come on, y'all ain't gonna talk to me. See, we, we don't mind talking about who did us wrong and who mistreated us, but don't nobody want to tell about that time that they got to smelling themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want to talk about the time that, that we actually looked at God and acted like God had nothing to do with where we are in our lives. Baby, this is where David shows up and he admits something. He says, my prosperity, my house, my goods, my money was so vast that it almost outshined the truth until God checked me. You ever had God check you? 
baby when God checks you and this is what David experienced we ain't by ourselves God checked him and this is where he finds his second point it's here in point two that he shows us that sometimes truth can be cloaked in prosperity verse six now in my prosperity I said I shall never be moved Everything's going so right. Could nothing possibly go wrong? I'm so comfortable. I'm so secure. Some of us had the audacity to look around and say, who's going to check me though? This is where David was in a certain place in his life. It was a place of prosperity. It was a real good place where he felt as if nobody could take anything from him. As a matter of fact, I got a good woman. I got a good man. I, I got multiple streams of income. I'm doing well. I, I got a good credit score. I own houses. I own land. And I wear designer everything. Even my, my water bottle's bougie. Everything about me is flying. And he's sitting in this place feeling real young young and real healthy and he's feeling real good you know uh, he can sing and he can play the harp and he can write and he can dance yeah you ever felt like that like I'm so self-confident I could sell salt in hell this is what David is and he's gotten to the place where he's feeling himself so much that he's acting like some of us some of us even in the church feel like yeah I know how to pray but I can also will it to be so and the universe will give me what it is that I need yeah come on now this is where prosperity can become a dangerous thing but when prosperity produces idol worship even if the idol is you understand that the discipline of God has a broom come on sweep God sweep sweep somebody else said no 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 don't don't sweep God don't get out the broom and somebody said sweep God sweep because when God begins to sweep with his discipline everything that you thought was holding you together God will sweep it away all of a sudden you'll see friends swept away and you'll see health swept away and you'll see houses swept away and what you thought was security God will allow that thing to be swept away and this is what David had to learn because after everything was swept away the truth remained what's the truth David verse 7 he says Lord by your favor you made my mountain stand strong. In other words, the mountain that I thought was so secure because of what I did, I come to learn that it's only because of you that I'm still standing. Oh my God. Now I understand that it's only by your favor. Now I understand it's only by your mercy. Now I understand it's only by your grace. Now I understand it's only by your love. I wasn't so smart. I wasn't so cute didn't have so many resources didn't have so much education the truth is it's only by the grace of God David how'd you find that thing out the Bible says God hid his face from him oh God he hid his God hid God hid his face from David. And when God hid his face from David, he realized that everything that I put my trust in, it was all in vain. I had whole armies, but when you hid your face from me, I was in complete fear. Had all kinds of money, but when you hid your face from me, I may as well have been broke. 
had all kind of connections, but when you hid your face from me, I may as well had been friendless. Oh God. Now, now I know the truth and the truth is that I am completely, I am utterly, I am totally dependent upon God. And this is where the church has got to be thankful for this thing called discipline. Because if God don't discipline you, that means you ain't his child. Oh yeah, those whom he loves, he chastises. And so that's when you thank God for the spanking. And that's when you thank God for the whooping. And that's when you thank God for the chastisement. Why? Because it was that discipline that brought David back to God. But the beautiful thing about it is this. His anger, his correction, his discipline does not last forever. Oh God, I thank you for ever but i'm so glad that the discipline the anger the correction of god does not last forever even though he'd have a right to but this is the truth you ready the truth is yes god you are my judge but you are also my father and because you're my father you could not possibly remain angry with me forever so this is what I learned I learned that it's possible for God to discipline me to where all I have left is the truth and the truth is you are the source of my strength you are the strength of my life and yes we gonna be alright but it won't have nothing to do with me and who I know and what I got it has everything to do with who God is come on shout we go be all right oh yes we are so there's a truth cloaked in my emotional pain there's a truth cloaked in my prosperity but point three David says there's a truth cloaked in our desperation oh my god desperation is the feeling that you have when you're in a bad situation and it's such a bad situation that you're do willing to do anything in order to change it It'll make you take risk that you wouldn't otherwise take. Desperation to make a man do crazy things. Desperation to make a woman do crazy things. I imagine that the man after God's own heart never thought that he'd get into an argument with God. But when you're desperate, you'll even go back and forth with the creator. Oh, you better talk to Job for a minute. David ain't the only one. Talk to Stacy for a minute. David and Job ain't the only ones. When you in a desperate situation, it calls for desperate measures. David cries out to God. And he begins to ask God some poignant questions. You ready for this? Verse 9. God, what prophet is there in my blood? When I go down to the pit, God. Will the dust praise you? Will the dust declare your truth, God? If I'm dead, God, I can't praise you here on earth. He's desperate. If I'm dead, God, how can I possibly declare your truth? God, the dead can't testify. The dead can't preach. God, will the dust sing a song for you? Desperation will have you arguing with God. God, I can serve you better alive than I can dead. If I'm going to pray for the salvation of my children, I need to be breathing. If I'm going to 
intercede for my community, I need to be breathing. If I'm going to intercede for this country, God, I need to be breathing. If I'm going to warn the wicked that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, God, I need to be breathing. If I'm going to lead a soul to repentance, God, I need to be breathing. God, do you see that inhale and that exhale? That's how I preach. That's how I teach. If you take me out of here, God, you're taking out your preacher. You're taking out your witness. Oh, God, how can I spread this great gospel if I'm dead? I know we got some folk in here who have experienced some emotional pain. And because of that emotional pain, you learned how to cry. Oh, God, we got those in here who have experienced prosperity. And in the midst of that prosperity, you learned what it was to be humbled by God. But then we got some desperate folk in here. Some desperate folk that are take risk to make sure that what needs to get done gets done. God, if I have a conversation with you, I have a conversation with you. If I got to point out some questions, I'll point out some questions. I'm just that desperate. Oh, what a desperate folk in the house. Is it just me? Well, you sit in the face of God and begin to talk that thing out. Come on, somebody. The desperate will walk straight into the throne room with a bonnet on. The desperate will go straight to the foot of the cross and hold on to those nail-scarred feet. The desperate will mess up a quiet church service and just start hollering out of nowhere. Lord! have mercy on me when you're desperate the ushers won't be able to calm you down when you're desperate that little white blanket won't be able to calm you down oh my god where my desperate folk at I know the other folk can cry and the other folk know what it means to be humbled but do you know what it means to be desperate to holler to shout to get your point across because if you don't I'm not gonna make it God if you don't I won't see tomorrow oh where my desperate folk at desperate folk knows what it means to look at God and say God what profit is there in my blood God what profit is there if my children are lost God what profit is there if my marriage fails who's going to be able to witness and say that God is able to keep what he ordained God what does it prosper if my children don't know you who will minister to the next generation where my desperate folk at that I look at God and say God if you don't hold my mind together I'll never be able to tell anybody else about perfect peace that surpasses all understanding where my desperate folk at that I look at God and say God if you don't hold my heart how will I ever rejoice again oh God have mercy oh God have mercy oh God have mercy on me oh this is for the desperate folk 
Oh, this is for the desperate folk. This is where David learned something. He said, there's a truth in this. And the truth that I learned in the midst of this is that I'm looking at the manifestation because I'm here. I'm here. I asked you what was the prophet in my blood. And God, I looked up and I'm still breathing. What tried to take me out couldn't take me out because I was so desperate. I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. Not only am I here, but I got the nerve to be blessed. Look at the palace. Look at the family. Look at what God's done. Look at the salvation. Look at the holiness. Look at the grace. Not only am I here, but I'm blessed. I'm strong. I'm in my right mind. And there was a time I did not think I'd make it to see another day. Come on, shall we go make it? Come on, shall we go make it? Come on, shall we go make it? Oh, yes, we are. We go make it. David said, I know we go make it. I know we go make it. Notice what he says in verse 5. Weeping may endure for night, but joy comes in the morning. I want you to see what your boy does. This is beautiful. He makes a comparison and a contrast. He says, this is the morning and this is night. What is dark and what is light? But the morning will always follow the night. Is it right about it? Will the morning always follow the night? If the morning always follows the night, then that means that joy will always follow your weeping. That means that joy will always come after your dark night. That means we finna be alright. Oh my God. When he says weeping may endure for a night. What he's saying is this. Literally in the Hebrew it means weeping going to spend the night. When, when my husband and I go out of town and we come back. Uh, if it's a long distance we'll stop somewhere just to lodge for the night. We don't live there. We just lodge in there for the night. But if you didn't know better watching our behavior. You would think we live there. Because we don't use the toilet. We don't ate in the room. We don't showered in the bathroom. We don't slept in a bed. We don't slop it all over the pillows. If you did not know better. You would think that was our address. But the truth is, the next day, we get up, gather our things, and then we go home. Baby, this is what weeping will do. Weeping will go right into your house. It'll some Raymond noodles. It'll cry in your bed with you at night. It'll move around in the kitchen with you. Oh, and if you didn't know better, you would think that weeping lived at that address. But it don't, baby. It's just a visitor, and the night is soon to pass. And lo and behold, joy! It comes in the morning. You ever look up at the crying? You ever look up at the going through pain? And all of a sudden, you see joy. Wait, 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 wait. How you get in, Joy? Joy said, I live here. 
you didn't have to send it no mail. You didn't have to send an evite. You didn't have to hotnob it. You didn't have to go looking for it. It has personal access. Jesus said, my joy remains in you. My joy remains in you. We put it like this. I got joy, 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 joy. Down in my, down in my, down in my. Joy, 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 joy. Down in my, down in my heart to stay. Oh my God. Joy is on the way. I see the break of day. Joy is coming. I smell the break of day. Joy is coming. I hear the break of day. Joy, joy, unspeakable, full of glory, joy, the joy of the Lord, it is my strength, joy is coming, and we go, we go, we go, we go, we go, be alright, verse 11, God turned it, he turned my body into dancing. He turned, he turned my morning. He turned my morning into dancing. Put off my sackcloth. Put off my sackcloth. Put off my sackcloth. Clothe me in gladness. Don't you tell me what God can do in the midst of emotional pain, in the middle of a nervous breakdown, in the midst of prosperity, in the midst of bereavement. Don't you tell me what my God can do. Cause we go, we go, we go. You better shout it like you mean it. We go. Talk about your kids right now. We go. Talk about your marriage right now. We go. Talk about your finances right now. We go. Talk about your health right now. We go. Talk about growth point right now. We go. Be alright. Oh, I'm a be alright. Oh, I'm a be alright. Oh, I'm a B.I. Oh, I'm a B.I. Stay long enough. Because God's preparing a table. I need you to watch me. Come on, stay for dinner. I need you to watch. Come on, stay for dinner. I need you to watch me. Because I need the devil to know. I need the haters to know. I need sickness to know. I need disease to know. I need that virus to know. We go beyond. We go beyond. We go beyond. I prophesy to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. We gonna be alright. Come on, stand up all over the building. Come on, stand up all over the building. Come on, stand up right where you are. We're going to decree a thing. 
and it shall be so. Come on, stand up, stand up, stand up. We're going to decree a thing and it shall be so. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Come on, son, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Touch your heart. I know it's been broken. Touch your heart. Let joy into those broken spaces of your heart. And tell your heart we're going to be all right. We're going to be. Come on, touch your mind. I know it felt like it was going to be broken in a million pieces. But allow joy to come into that place. Because joy came with a word. And the word that joy gave is this. We're going to be all right. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Think about your spouse. Come on, think about that wife. Think about that husband. And go on and touch it in the spirit. Say, we're going to be all we gon' be all, we gon' be, talk about that drug addicted child, come on, come on, touch that drug addicted child in the spirit, tell him we gon', send a word to heal, we gon', joy said, joy said, joy came with a word, and said we gon' be alright, Father I speak over your people, healing, deliverance, salvation restoration and reconciliation father i speak life and that more abundantly we cancel every negative word spoken by satan and his imps we pull it up by the very root and try to take hold and bring fear and bring discouragement it tried to take hold and bring sickness and bring panic but we pull those negative words up by the root and we receive the word of the lord which says we gonna be all right our finances we gonna be all right our churches we gonna be all right our marriages we gonna be all right our children we gonna be all right our mental health we gonna be all right our broken hearts we gonna be all right our grief we gonna be all right all that loss we gonna be all right one day one day morning is coming and you will turn it in our favor he's turning it in your favor he's turning it in your favor he's turning he's turning he's turning he's turning he's turning You want to dance right now. You want to say thank you right now. You want to say glory right now. You want to shout hallelujah right now. Praise him like it's already done. Praise him like you can see the manifestation. Praise him like you can see the palace. Praise him like you can see the deliverance. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Praise him on faith. Hallelujah on faith. Thank you, Jesus, on faith. Glory on faith.
I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at MyGrowthPoint. Until next time, keep growing.